You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Spartacus After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Spartacus After Show. Woo! Oh, yeah. Ow, ow, ow! So excited. I'm back. Hell yeah. Did you miss me, Sean? I sure did miss you, <laughs> spicy body. Bing is for doing, and here we are doing another amazing AfterBuzz TV podcast for our favorite show, Spartacus. And it is season three, episode nine. One episode away from the series finale. No. And the title of this episode is The Dead and the Dying. <sighs> So I am your host, Shano, and I'm joined here once again by my lovely co-host. Spicy Mari, and it was a rerun last weekend, so we did not get to uh, enjoy the splendors of the show. And I missed the weekend before that, but I am back and ready to give my crazy thoughts and opinions on everything that, uh, that everybody missed. Absolutely. And you know what? You look like you're tanner and you've lost a little bit of weight. Well, you know, starvation will do that to you. And so will the sun. No. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Appreciate so, that. So I was in the Bahamas. You were in the Bahamas. <laughs> okay, that's nice. That's, that was fun. That was the only reason that would, that would make me miss Spartacus, okay? That's the only reason I wasn't here the week before. All right, so let's jump into our topics that we got. Yeah, these are kind of broad, you know, but we'll fill in the gaps a little bit. But I feel like these were the big things that happened, obviously. Tiberius is captured by the rebels. Corey returns to Crossus. And Agron gets crucified. And lastly, we see Navia show some mercy. And she ends up sparing a life that she's been Uh, wanting to take since last episode. We're going to save it for the very end because I'm the most heated about that part. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so so Tiberius gets captured by the rebels. Um, Right in the beginning of the episode, we see there's some Roman soldiers and they get jumped pretty much by Spartacus and his men, right? Their seals are taken back over to Laeta. And she gives Sparty some much-needed intel, right? She's like, right. I've seen these seals before. They belong to Pompey. And I had no idea what they were going to use it for. Like, I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. What I was, like, taking my notes and stuff. And I was just like, huh, that's an interesting little tidbit of intru- information. And then we see a Roman guy, uh, an envoy, messenger, whatever, show up at Crossus's camp. And he says, we want you to meet with us. We want Pompey wants to meet with you, Crossus. So <laughs> Crossus ends up, and when I first see it, I'm like, you know, refu- You know, why is he refusing? And then it's like, they're, they're talking about neutral ground and stuff, right? right? 
So they end up, I'm thinking, like, what, is there, like, an internal conflict going on with Rome during this time period? It almost seemed like that, right? Yeah, it seems like that, but then I'm thinking to myself, okay, all right, no, Pompey probably wants, like, he is coming back from, like, some kind of battle. There is some kind of other battle going on along with the Third Servile War, which is Spartacus's war. Right. And uh, there's, and I'm thinking, okay, no, no, it has to be that Pompey's trying to, like, outwit and outmaneuver Crassus to go ahead and get all the glory and honor for himself by killing Spartacus. But? But it ends up being a huge trap. (laughs) And what was really cool about this was Caesar, and I didn't even catch it, that Caesar must have recognized the rebel men who were in the guise of the Roman soldiers. See, you didn't catch that? I didn't catch it. I'm proud of myself for being observant this time because I did. I knew, of course, that Caesar was up to no good. He wants his revenge for what Tiberius did to him. And so now it's time to... You know, throw throw Tiberius yeah. in there. So, you know, with me, I, I didn't catch that he noticed that they were Spartacus's men. Mm-hmm. But I knew that he was trying to get him away somehow for some reason right. to obviously get him killed. I, and I predicted that last, last but, episode. But did you know or did you foresee that it was going to be Spartacus waiting in the camp for him? No, I did not. That I was, was definitely, th- that threw me off. I was very surprised. And they had everything perfect. They had like Roman looking guards, you know, rebels dressed as Romans all around the camp. They had the, like the, the Praetorium, which is like the, the commander's camp, uh, campsite all set up and everything. And it, it totally fooled me. I was pleasantly surprised. So did they take over those tents and everything, take over that camp area? I guess they must Because I know the rebels don't have that high of a budget to stage that, you know? <laughs> like, for them to be so poor, they have the most amazing sets. <laughs> they, you know what? They must have gotten all that stuff from the scouts that they jumped. Right, okay. They, they That's probably, what I was thinking. Yeah, they probably had everything. And if not, you know, it was it was really well done. They, they had thousands, you know, they have thousands of people that they got with them to, like, to help build their, their Roman-looking camps. So maybe they did. But do you did you recognize or did you notice how fearful Tiberius was in that moment? Like he almost crapped his pants. <laughs> That's why he got on his horse and ran away. Oh yeah, this is supposed to be such an extreme fighter. He wants his father's respect, and he's running from Spartacus just like everybody else. Yeah, and Spartacus grabs him by the robe. That was, that was a great scene, though. Yeah. It was better than the Matrix with its special effects. Oh yeah, I love how they do that in the show, and that's really what makes this show. And I, we've said it so many times, like them using the fandom camera on set. The is, phantom camera, folks. It, the phantom camera. <laughs> it makes it stand out so much because they can take like thousands, hun- like tens or like between tens or do- like t- dozens of thousands of frames per second and it just slows everything down and it makes anything that they're doing look beautiful. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they're doing, whether yeah. it's for a sex scene or a fight scene. It's yeah. looking intense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, what what ends up happening is obviously Tiberius gets captured and uh, when he's, uh, he's brought to the rebels camp, now they have these gladiatorial games games that are going to be going on and they're going to slay the the Romans that they've captured. And this was the most exciting part of the show because the rebels finally got to take out all of their anger, their frustration, and now that uh, we think that Agron is gone, uh, uh, Nasir can take out his vengeance as well. And we start to see little bit by little bit the rebels fighting with the Romans. And these were some great fight scenes. I mean, I feel like they lasted a really long time, but they were pretty intense. It was We hadn't seen gladiator fight scenes like this in a long time since they were in the arena. Yeah, and uh, uh, Spartacus, he commences the games. And it, just the way he did it was so cool. And he was so charismatic up there. And we finally got to see him without a chest plate on. Oh, yes. Is, uh, if you notice, his abs were spray painted, though. 
think so. <laughs> they were spray painted on, definitely. <laughs> Just a, a little bit, I guess. And you know what's actually funny? You you mentioning that spicy is that uh, Lugo Barry Duffield, the actor, mm-hmm. he mentioned when, we, when I had him on last time via Skype, he mentioned that he is one of the few guys who is like the most, probably the most fit guy on the show. Oh, he's amazing. Where he doesn't have to have his abs spray tan because he's been a bodybuilder since he was 23, so like 30, almost 30 years now. He looks like it, though. I mean, he he's like chiseled to perfection. He's huge. He's yeah. a big guy. Yeah, agreed. And he, uh, well, it's actually an interesting touch, a little side note here. I noticed when he was in the gladiatorial games, when he started to smile a little bit, you notice that he has a tooth missing in his mouth. And I'm sure it's not real, but that's like really good detail, like specific CG, if it's CG or whatever they put on there to make his tooth look gone. It's gone. It's not just straight up like, well, let's put some black on there. No, it was like gone. You see his gums in his mouth. Oh, my gosh. Only you would notice that. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. And it was nice to see Lugo getting some more screen time and, and yeah. kicking ass with that hammer in the gladiatorial games. And they even showed us a, flu- a few of the uh, gladiator slash rebels behind Spartacus when he first stands up to present the games that we hadn't seen before. And we didn't really get to see them fight, but it was just cool to see some other gladiators presented. Yeah, other than all the typical commanders that we have like saxa obviously lugo uh who who else do we see fighting well we 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 usually see agron uh crixus and we usually see um ganicus but they weren't taking of course part in this and it was was surprising to but ganicus was sitting out at first at first it was surprising to see him on the opposite end of the field in the audience as a spectator just enjoying the show and what's so crazy is that the shoe was on the other foot and it seems so just inhumane for them to be doing this to the Romans, but this is the lifestyle that the gladiators are always put through day in, day out. It's so funny because, uh, like you said, they were they didn't want to be a part of this. They were made into they were these. Forced. They were forced to be gladiators, but they eventually received it well. And even Ganicus, he's like, it's glorious. Right. This is something that we were bred for, we were made for, and and they take pride in what they do. It could, remember, um, I don't know if you remember back in season uh, one, where. Spartacus was being shown to Glauber mm-hmm. by Batiatis, and he ends up fighting a bunch of Romans all by himself. All the Roman soldiers, not just the house uh, soldiers, mm-hmm. but the Roman soldiers themselves who were Glauber's men. And he kicked like a dozen guys' asses, and he didn't even have to kill any of them. That's Spartacus for you. And uh, bringing it back to this episode, <laughs> one of the guys, I think it was the first guy that he fought in that scene in season one, was the first guy who died. Oh, wow, you noticed that. See, you guys, Sean, Sean is the main person, the main observer between both of us that would pick, down the, pick up on that. <laughs> so that was really neat. And it was, it was just like a fun, fun-filled scene. Uh, one of the coolest things, I, I liked how the choreography was in the fight scene with Spartacus and against those two Roman soldiers. Where he's using, he, put, he puts the two swords into the sand. Yeah, he made it like... He made it like an, a cross, right, right. Or, an, or an X. He ends up fighting the guys, going at him with just his hands. He still kicks all their asses. And then he brings one of the guys back and <laughs> X marks the spot right on his neck. I like that they were killing off Romans one by one. Like, just killing them off like little chess pieces, just getting rid of them, only to have left Tiberius. Yeah. And you don't understand how much I wanted to see someone dies so bad 
and I don't even have, I don't even, I don't know Tiberius, <laughs> I only watched the show, but I could feel the fury and the anger in my heart, like just boiling, waiting for Navia to be able to get her hands on him. I was like, as much as I love all of the other gladiators, I was like, get this fight over with, get this fight over with, hurry up and get to Tiberius, yeah. he deserves his fate. And that was the coup de grace, which we're actually going to end up talking about uh, let's let's go ahead and talk about that in a little bit. Let's talk about our fans tweeting at us, hitting us oh, up on yeah. YouTube and iTunes, and I have a bunch of stuff here that our fans were um, were giving us reviews and whatnot. But of course, you know, if you guys are going to go onto the iTunes store, go ahead and type into the search bar "After Buzz TV Spartacus," or even just type in "Spartacus" for podcasts on the podcast store. And guess what? We're like the second thing that comes up. Woohoo! And we have a we have like I think we have like four stars. Give us a five star rating, please, because you know what? We deserve it. But see, you know what? Spartacus fans are very serious. That's why we're getting four stars, because they take this very seriously, yeah. okay? This is not a joke. This is not a laughing matter. So uh, we had a rating last week from uh, MiltWeb25. He said, the end is coming. Sean, last week you mentioned that Spartacus will die and Gannicus will live, but I respectfully disagree with you about Spartacus. According to some accounts, Spartacus's body was never found. Mm. And I do remember Stephen S. DeKnight mentioning that the ending will be surprising. Maybe it's a little fanboy in me. I don't want him to die. And I have a feeling that he will survive and stay with Leita. P.S. You're right about Tiberius. He is a douche. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so great stuff on on that from the iTunes And that uh, was store. a good little prediction. Yeah. I don't agree with that prediction, but that was a good prediction. I, I don't want Spartacus and Laida to end up together. You know what? I have a feeling that they are going to end really? up together. Yeah, but you know, we'll talk about that more okay. in predictions, but I have some tweets from fans. Did you have any tweets? No, go ahead, go ahead, because you have a bunch. Okay, so uh, we actually, this actually is not from a fan, which is really cool. I was, um, after last episode, uh, the whole big, huge battle with Crixus and his men, his thousands of men dying, uh, one of them was, I noticed, like, this blonde, new uh uh, rebel fighter and I was like oh is she like filling in because we've had a lot of people dying recently or something Right. and I was like oh she kind of looks like Ellen Holman but not and <laughs> I, I found her on Twitter and her name is Vanessa Car- Catter and she's you can find her at Vanessa Catter one word and she said in res- okay I tweeted at her and I said glorious defeat well received by the fans of the show and she tweeted back at me she said I give and receive good death, laugh out loud. Mm. So that was pretty cool. Well, we had some other fans, of course, tweet at us. Uh, Crowboy82, as usual. Oh, he's always an active member. I love Crowboy. He always is. I love this guy, man. Uh, so he said, he tweeted at me, at Sean Ostinos, Sparty predictions, Navia survives to piss off all her haters, and Agron and Nasser to piss off all the gay haters. Huh? <laughs> well, we have. Uh, I want to. I want to give a shout out to Ferdosa D because um, this per- this this uh, particular Spartacus fan is is double checking because I have mentioned that I don't like Laida, and so they're asking if I'm sure that I really don't mean Navia instead of Laida. Yeah. No, I'm sure I don't like Laida, and 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 you don't like and you didn't and, like and Navia I either. Still don't like where they took Navia's character. Um, but at the same time, I still have a love for her from the beginning and previous seasons that she was on. But I just don't like where they took her this season. I love her strength. I don't love her 
Navia's emotional, I guess, weakness and lack of followership towards Spartacus. And I think she led Crixus in the wrong direction. But to Laeda... And she did, actually, regarding Navia. She admitted it. She admitted that she was wrong to Corey. And she... And she had a feeling of remorse. She really wished, and she said to Spartacus too. She said she wished that they had just stuck with him because they probably wouldn't have lost. Exactly, Crixus. and that's the only reason why I forgive Navia, and she is now honored in thy eyes. But Laida, I and 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 to um had to the uh, Twitter fan who was asking the reason that I don't care for Laida is because I feel like her character doesn't bring anything to the show. I don't think that she is a, has a strong personality. Um, and it's nothing against her acting or her camera presence. It's more just the writing. I feel like it's the it's the fault of the writers for not making her more of a compassionate or just a compelling person for us to fall in love with. I don't think they gave us enough of her. Great naked scenes, and she looks you know great in the nude. But other than that, I don't like her relationship with Spartacus. I love every other woman he's had an affair with except for her. I feel like they have only given her just as a love interest this season for Spartacus because mm-hmm. he's oh, obviously every season he's had a love interest, even though it's been very spark. Like he only has, he only is able to make love to like women once or twice during the season, and that's it because he's so busy. He gets no booty, he gets no action. He doesn't. But uh, I think she's there for that compassion. She's there to show the. She's there to bring Spartacus more understanding about. Okay, she may be Roman, but she's one of us now in a way. So therefore, I still can't treat every Roman like they're a dog and just kill him. I understand that, but the only thing with Laida is th- is that she wasn't. She was only taught humility because she was rejected. Till the very end, up until the point when her people turned on her, she was still a rebel hater. And she was still against Spartacus and their cause. And that's where I have the problem. It's not like she came to her own realization. She was punished and thrown, you know, to the dogs, you know, slash pirates. And then she grew this, you know, need and love for the rebels. And so that's why I st- I just don't, I don't care for her whatsoever. I feel she's like a hater. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, sorry that I dwelled on that so long. <laughs> we have another couple of tweets. We have at Shadow Fast Start. He tweeted at both of us, Spicy. He said, at Sean Ostino, at Spicy underscore Mari, Spartacus, Thought of the week, Spartacus body was never found, exclamation point, and hashtag Spartacus. So another person who's saying, obviously, Spartacus' body was never found. And I didn't read this. I I didn't research history as in-depth as, obviously, these people have been doing. Right. But you know what? That's why that they're there. They're there to give us, like, you know, give us more info in the conversation. If we miss some stuff, then go ahead and tweet at us. We had God... Uh, at God Given Peace. Oh my gosh, God tweeted us? <laughs> she said, not sure which I will miss more, hashtag Spartacus, or the at AfterBuzz TV podcast with the real at Sean Austin O. Cute. And she put a sad face. We also had at ODB Cakes, at Sean Austin O. Amazing. Best episode season, since season one finale. Can't wait for the After Buzz podcast. It was a really great episode. Definitely. Yeah, definitely really good. And we had one uh, last more t- uh, one more tweet last that I want to talk about. Uh, at Prong Press said, at Sean Austin o, at Spicy Mari, at After Buzz TV, FYI, Sparty Army, max 90,000 men slash 120,000 total people, Crixus, 30,000 at final battle. Wow. So th- we got some real numbers from these Wait, people. Wait, repeat those numbers for those of us who are, uh, you know, uh, mathematically uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> slow. Go ahead. Sure. So we had, okay, so Pronghorn Press, they tweeted at me and they said that Spartacus's maximum amount of people in his whole horde was 120,000 people. And, and he's killed. And 
And well, I, I guess when he was killed, but okay. but or maybe before the division between Crixus's army and his. Uh-huh. So he had ninety thousand men in his in like people fighting that fighting were able to fight okay. for him. Like probably the other thirty thousand were you know out of that one hundred twenty uh-huh. were probably people who who couldn't fight non commands like kids, women, maybe people who were disabled. And then when split <laughs> when Crixus split off, there was thirty thousand in his final army. Crix's separate army. The one that got pretty much slaughtered. See, and that's just the, that's, uh, that was a huge division that I feel like was unnecessary. I understand Crix is wanting to, you know, die in battle and fight till the very end, but their strength in numbers and him weakening the army like that, I just felt like it wasn't that serious for him to separate and take some of the strongest warriors with him. I just, I had a huge, I was disgruntled about that, but I still love Crixus. God bless him. Yeah, and one of the best characters, obviously, who went with him was Agron, and Agron ended up getting crucified, and, you know, I thought he was going to be dead, actually, but then all kinds of people were tweeting at us about the teaser and the promo for this episode. and a lot of people were tweeting at us about that. Yeah, and they were saying, oh, no, he's he's still alive, he gets crucified, and he is crucified this, in this uh, episode, and, man, they really... It was such a terrible scene, but it was kind of cool how he still had a lot of fight in him, even when he's wounded and he's like stripped almost naked again. And he, they're going to interrogate him. They want information out of him regarding Spartacus right. and his army. Obviously, they know that they know Agron. He's like a famous general of Spartacus's army. So they throw something on him when the, when they first approach him, and it it looks like really dirty water. But I was like, what if that was like piss water and like the buckets from there? <laughs> He's been in worse. He was a gladiator. That's true. He has been. In <laughs> but worse. he did keep his mouth shut. He he was he was very confident till you know they the very even when they're nailing him. I mean. We always compare Spartacus to Jesus, but how ironic it was for them to crucify Agron almost like in place of Spartacus. We can't have Spartacus, so we're going to punish Agron. And he was he was just extremely strong for him to survive that. I yeah. mean, that was amazing. And then we see, you know, eventually later on him walking back to uh, the rebels. But I, that was a huge shocker. We you never know what to expect with this show. Yeah, and Nasir was so happy to see him. Thank goodness. And during the gladiatorial games, Nasir was fighting, and he had such a like an awesome. He had such an awesome fight scene. And Castus was sitting there looking at him, and he was like, "Man, if only Nasir loved me as much as he loves Agron." <laughs> and it was it was such a touch. It was really a touching scene. But at the same time, it's kind of funny because it, Castus is getting all moistened at the thought of Nasir being oh such a manly gosh. man. Oh my gosh, this love affair that was going on. And you know, I was I thought that they were going to give us a scene where he runs into his arms because he thinks that Agron is dead. How sad would that have been had he gone to, you know, actually had some intimacy with him and then come to find out Agron is still alive. And yeah. then he would have to explain that betrayal. I thought we were going to see something kind of crazy like that going on. But, you know, thank God they didn't give us yeah. that. You know what? I could have seen them maybe writing that in and maybe Stephen DeKnight and the other writers could have put that in but yeah deleted it out so they're like you know what that's gonna take away too much from what we're leading up to which is this was the penultimate like the second to the last episode of the whole yeah like it would have been an additional distraction that we didn't need and what about can we just touch a little bit since we're talking about you know this deep love that Nasir has the love that uh Corey has for um Crossus. Crossus In the scene where she confronts Tiberius, he's chained and the roles are reversed. He now is the slave that's been captured. Did you or did you not, Sean, kind of think that at some point she may have released him? 
because when he tells her that his father still has an affection for her, I thought for a second, like, dang, is she going to come back in the middle of the night? Because she says, you know, I will see you later on, even though it will be to your death. I still maybe thought maybe she might just help him a little bit. She is part of, you know, that Roman camp. I just wasn't sure where they were going to go with that. I um I agree with you actually. I felt like she I felt like I half felt like she would have done that. I was like, "No, but he he raped the hell out of her." Yeah. And he and he he said he would do it over and over again if that's what he wanted. Yeah. So there there was no way that she would have done it. I maybe I felt like 10%, maybe 15% she would have let him go. Do you remember when we got to see the screening like the first first screening for this season. Yes. We went to the uh, theater over there downtown At LA and Live. we actually saw Tiberius and Marcus Crassus in person. They don't seem or their just essence does not carry on the evilness that they show on this show. No. And never in a million years would I imagine Tiberius, this like nice looking guy in this suit, yeah. <laughs> Being so evil, if someone would have warned me, hey, this guy is going to be evil on the show and rape Two people, Caesar and Corey, I wouldn't have believed it. I would not have believed it at all because yeah. he looks such, like just a nice guy. But there goes to show you how great his acting is. Not only did he, he rape two people, a man and a woman, but his character also attacked two people from behind. He attacked Agron from behind to make him fall in battle. Oh, and, then he's, right. and then he speared Crixus from behind, too. So He's a he, little weasel. I was so four ready. People, four people from behind. And it was only fitting that Corey gave him his end from behind as well. Because he had his back turned and see, and he was looking at Caesar in the face. And he, and here he's expecting to go on a perilous journey with Caesar. And Caesar's going to like show him who's boss, probably rape him back or have, or have one of his men rape him or something. I didn't think Caesar was going to rape him because I don't think that he would want to continue the rumor of uh, him being homosexual spreading because that's why that's what kept his mouth shut. But I did think that he was going to torture him along the way. I don't know what he had in mind, but I thought it was going to be something pretty vicious. And probably say it was the rebels who did it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something like that. I definitely did not see <clears throat> Corey killing him. And and I want to talk a little bit about that. Can we, can oh, yeah. we go to... Um, to Navia's scene now where she was supposed to have killed Tiberius? Do it. Okay. I was at home and uh, watching this episode and I asked my boyfriend, I said, if someone had killed me, would you take their life or spare their life for 500 of your coworkers? <laughs> he thought this was the most, you know, outrageous idea or thought that I was asking. If but I could if I could just interject a little bit, I ahead. don't feel like coworkers are the same coworkers as, are as the same. soldiers that you fight with <laughs> in battle. Okay, go on. Hey, okay, it's a battle every day going to work, okay? But I just feel, I feel like nothing can excuse the life of your loved one being taken. And I just felt like she needed that. I felt like, I hate, I love that Tiberius died. I just hate that it was Corey who took his life because I feel like Navia deserved that vengeance. She was so in love with Crixus and for him to be taken by this little pipsqueak jerk who she had him. She totally had him. She was whooping his butt and I was almost nervous that he was going to get her yeah. because he has he's been privileged to more training and his father actually was trained by one of the best gladiators. So I just assumed he would pick up on a lot of those skills, but he's not as great of a fighter as we would think. No, he isn't. For he- him being, you know, part of this like, you know, the blood of Craxus. 
Yeah, all he does is just spout stuff at people and make them get pissed off and mad. Yeah, so I, I was disappointed in his fighting scene, but I, I love the fact that Navia had him right where she wanted him, and I almost hate Spartacus for interrupting her getting her vengeance. I still feel like she should have killed him herself, and I'm sorry, if that means 500 lives had to perish, I feel like Navia deserved that death. And I hate that Corey took that from her, but I'm happy that Tiberius is dead. Yeah, and that, that funeral at the end was a really good scene, too, where uh, where we have Navia there. And she. It, it was so sad because all they had was Crixus's head, and they put it on top I of the know. shield in, in like place of his body. So they end up cremating him, and, and it was such a powerful scene at the end. It really made me, it, it made me have my... Uh, my, my hair stand on end, in essence. It was just like, I felt a chill go down my body when Spartacus was, like, spouting off those words of, like, in, inciting everybody. In, in like, the fire of the cremation, he was, like, spouting out fire from his mouth. Yeah. And, and inciting everybody. And it was just so nice. Did you think that at any point after the funeral or prior to the funeral, Navia was going to come for Corey? Because she confronted her privately about having not taken the life of Marcus Crassus when he had when she had the chance, mm. and she said, "You know, Crassus would still be alive had you yeah. done that when given the opportunity." That's right. And she tried to, you know, she tried to take the blame away from herself, of course, because Navia could obviously kick her butt. Yeah, because she's a house slave versus <laughs> right. a, a rebel commander. In essence, she's like a sub commander. Right. So I thought at some point we were going to see them maybe duel or square off, but she winds up being able to have Tiberius in front of her to be able to unleash some of her wrath. So we didn't see that. But I thought at some point she may possibly go back for Corey. I don't think she would have because the overall tone of their conversation in that scene was more of a somber one and it didn't feel like she was really vengeful or angry towards Corey at all. Really? I felt like she was. I felt like there was some animosity there and she was going to take down anybody who possibly was a piece of the, you know, stepping stones to having killed Crixus. I don't know. I felt yeah. like there was some tension there. And that would have been a great fight scene, too. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I really... <laughs> it well, you know, there's a lot of things that the writers could have done. I bet you they did write that in there and they took that out, too. No, I don't know. <laughs> you know what we forgot to talk about? And Wait. after after this, we'll go into our favorite quotes and then news and gossip. Okay. But we forgot to talk about the spicy sex scene that there was during this episode. Who got to have sex this episode? Caesar! Oh, but Caesar always gets to have great sex. And that's one thing is why is Caesar getting so much amazing sex this season? Because that's the way he is. Look, dude, this guy looks like, I don't know, I want to say, I forgot exactly who he looks like, but I want to say he kind of looks like a really, really buff young Brad Pitt. Yeah, he does. You hit that right on the money. He looks just like a Brad Pitt. And the person that he was having sex with was the person who saw, I'm asking you, the person who saw... Um, Not Corey's yeah. Tiberius leave Corey's quarters. I I was confused about that. Can you explain who <laughs> yeah. he was having sex with? It was like this random girl we hadn't seen before. Well, it was a prostitute, and it was the friend of I forget the exact name, but it was something along the lines of Cantaransa, something like that. Okay. And she was the whore who saw Tiberius. Uh, I guess after after, after oh, he was Corey leaving. after Corey had raped. Wait, sorry. <laughs> After Tiberius raped Corey, right. Corey left his tent, and that and that was the chick. So who she saw was him. the homegirl of yes. the person. Okay, she was the homegirl of the person <laughs> who saw it happen. 
Okay, so I feel like she really didn't have that much importance then. Like that was like that was too far removed in my opinion. Yeah. For, but I understand Caesar wanting to get some ass. I could see the motivation. I could see the motivation for Caesar wanting to get intel about this. But you know, but overall that, that motivation just disguised a gratuitous sex scene that we really didn't need. Except pretty much. Except for the, the her body was actually very nice. We, it, and it was and there's always amazing bodies on this show. But what I was thinking and what I started laughing about was we haven't seen or anyone on the show ever use a condom not one time. And so <laughs> I'm thinking like this pull out method must be really good back then or there must be a million babies walking around. There's probably a lot of illegitimate sons. Yeah, because you know the Romans aren't pulling out like they're indulging Mm -hmm. to their maximum climax and so I was just laughing at myself and I'm like Caesar has sex every single scene if we think about him having a kid with every single person that he's laid with that would be tons of children you know what there must be so many either that or maybe back then and of course I'm sure there weren't very many records there's probably a lot of STDs floating around and and then some STDs can make you infertile so maybe they're just shooting blanks Oh, there you go. Caesar was probably shooting blinks. <laughs> as much as he was getting some, he was getting some like twice, three times. He was having all kinds of orgies. So I have some favorite quotes. Go ahead. Uh, Split the heavens with the sound of his name. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, and that was Spartacus at the cremation of Crixus. That was a great scene. I would break... Head down. I know, head down. <laughs> seriously. I would break words. He has been too long from embrace. It lifts heart to see you still of this world. And that was Caesar talking to Tiberius. Ugh, and he's so condescending anytime he's it. talking to Caesar. You can see the hatred in his eyes. Boy. The contempt, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love the quarrel between them two. You claim this sword as your own? The way it fit Han, I thought it forged for a woman. Or a sickly child. That was, I'm sorry, that was the cream of the crop. That was my favorite quote the entire show. Because not only did she belittle Tiberius in referring to him as a woman, he already is insecure because he's small. He already feels that he's unaccepted and that his father doesn't respect him. And now he has to duel the woman. And in addition, she's talking smack about his size. And yeah. size matters. And she can judge him. <laughs> she doesn't even have to even look at him. She could look at his sword and make fun of him. That was the best quote by far. I love that one. She made fun of his gladius, and I'm sure she was making fun of his manhood, too. Well, you saw when she starts fighting him, she's, you know, she's going back and forth with him. But then uh, eventually she just starts letting him have it. She's cutting each arm. She's cutting each leg. I totally was just excited for her to take his head off. You know, I half expected for her to cut off both of his arms during the battle and, and have him suffer that way because he deserved it. For the two people he raped, two arms gone. Oh, oh yeah. And then the third arm down no, there. No, he should have he had his pee-pee cut off. <laughs> but did you at any point, just a little bit, think that he possibly may have taken Navia down? I, I think he may have. If he had the right opportunity and he did some, like, cheap shot move, then yeah. Because I almost felt like they would kill her off before him. I was really surprised when they let Tiberius go. Yeah, I was uh, I was sur- surprised too. But then again, Caesar drives a really hard bargain. Gaius Julius Caesar, he's a very good negotiator. But did he, I didn't hear him say anything about Agron when he negotiated the 500 rebels. You know what? He didn't. That That's a really good point. Because that I seems guess, like that would be the real negotiating, you know, tool right there. You know what? There was a big ellipse right after their conversation in Spartacus's tent or wherever it was. And we don't know what conversation took place in there. So maybe Caesar sweetened the deal with his silver tongue. Mm. And he ended up saying, I have one of your commanders. Right. The great Agron, Agron from the east of the Rhine, 
region. <laughs> so I'm sure they were like, okay, let's let's and really let's, let's bring right. this to Navia's attention. And, right. You know, if she says no, then it's okay. But yeah. he didn't really give. Do you feel like that Spartacus gave her the option? Uh, he, yeah, I think he really did, but it kind of was like a little bit of a guilt trip. It's like, hey, his life for 500. Oh, okay, it's up to you. I feel like she really didn't have an option. At the end of the day, yeah. she might have been cast out and disrespected uh, by the rest of the rebels had she taken his life and didn't exchange it for the rest of the 500. Before we get into uh, news and gossip, I have one more quote. And then Give I want to us. And I want to talk about Agron real quick. Okay. So, um... And this is perfect because it goes right into Agron. Would that you stood a thousand, your death by my hand would honor Agron's memory. And that was from Nasser's mouth mm. during his battle with that one Roman guy. So that, that was good. That really showed a lot of love. And he's and he even he's, he's such a great fighter, Nasser, even though he's small. And he's he's just so ferocious and I like in He's come a long way because remember how weak he was. He was yeah. a weakling. Yeah, he was, but he had a spirit. So he was able to channel that, and now he's a, a really excellent rebel fighter. Right. Like, I remember last season when he was, he was talking to Lugo, and once he was like, don't call me that. Ha! Ha! <laughs> it was just such a funny scene when he's like, he's like, like I, I don't, roaring in a way at, at Lugo or anybody who comes up to him, mm-hmm. you know? He's had to prove himself a lot. And uh, Agron, when he came back and they saw each other and they embraced, man, I was like, that was probably the most touching scene for this episode for me. Oh, really? Other than Spartacus, like, invoking Crixus's name, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really touching scene. And it's so nice to see, like, this couple reunited. Because they, they're one of the power couples in Spartacus. They're one of the power couples. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> so, anyway, let's go ahead and move into our news and gossip. Okay, let's do it. After Buzz TV News. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I have this photo here, actually, of... Uh, I don't know if you can see it, spicy, but it's of Dan, it. Dan Farragel, who plays Agron. He was here in L.A., and he was uh, helping out uh, He was helping out for Ellen Holman's Visual Impact Now cause. Oh, okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, and it was getting a lot of these kids from uh, at-risk or lower-income schools and communities to get free eye and vision care, like get corrective lenses so that they can see what they're looking at. Well, that's so, important for any uh, gladiator to be able to see his victims. Yeah, so, so, it was, <laughs> so it was so nice for him to be able to, to help out in that. And uh, he also, another thing that he posted on his Instagram was this right here. And this was a picture of some shoes. Oh, those are fresh. Those are really cool. Kill them all. Picks. I want those. Yes. And what's funny about <gasps> this is it's, it's from Kill Em All, the <sighs> album. The album. Okay, so these are like Vans type shoes, yeah, I think. Yeah, they look like Vans. Yeah, they look like Vans. Or I don't even know what the brand is, but they look pretty cool. They look like some fresh kicks, little slip-ons. And they're from the Kill Em All Metallica album, but I wonder if it's after or inspired by the Kill Them All episode of season one when Agron helped partake in that Whoa. battle with Spartacus to take Batiatis' villa. How can we get our hands on those? Can we go to Bing or possibly uh, to the After Buzz and order them? <laughs> There's got to be a way to get those somehow. I think you could probably do a Bing search and find what they are, but Kill Em All Vans Those shoes. are super fresh. They look really cool. I would get them. And uh, also, uh, I actually tweeted, or rather I mentioned or commented. I commented on Tyrone underscore Bell um, on Instagram. And you know who he is, Spicy? Which one is he? He's like, well, you probably don't recognize him, but we talked about him once okay. a few episodes ago, but he's the one in the purple. He's next to Lugo. Oh, okay. Okay. He's the trainer on the show. Oh. He trains the staff. 
or the cast rather, and and he does all their nutrition and whatnot. I do remember you mentioning him before. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty, I mean, he's pretty important. Oh yeah, he's really important. He keeps everybody fit in shape, and he does. I'm sure he does like the choreography and whatnot. So he. I he, wonder if he's ever made any appearances on the show. Yeah, he did. Oh, we, he did. T- we talked about it once. So he ended up. Uh, he, I think, a few episodes ago. I want to say maybe four episodes ago, he was fighting, he was sparring with uh, Crixus Manu Bennett mm-hmm. on the show. And this guy is really fit, by the way, of course. So <laughs> I, I commented on that picture of his and I said, you do an awesome job training the cast of Hashtag Spartacus. Nice to see you get screen time a few episodes ago sparring Manu. And he commented me back and he mentioned me and he said, thanks heap, mate. <laughs> thanks heaps, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was full on between stunt doubling and looking after all the key hashtag Spartacus cast training and nutrition, but death a great four years of it. Sparring with Manu was always an experience. Ha ha ha. Oh, I'm sure. He probably got scared a couple times. He's like, wait, I'm teaching you these moves and I'm a little afraid of you. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, he's a seems like a really cool guy and it's nice that he was able to have a little Instagram conversation with me. That's cool that they they, they gave him like some little guest appearances on the show too, because he is a crucial part. He is. It is very important. Uh, also from Dan Farragill's Instagram, uh, it, apparently he likes to drink a a beer that's called Raging Bitch. <laughs> he has an interesting, like very interesting Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing is 8.3% alcohol, which is a very strong beer. That's a lot for a beer. Yeah, Raging Bitch is. is pretty good. You can get it at a lot of stores in LA. Oh, really? Oh, good. I want to try it myself. After Buzz exclusive. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, Christian... Um, Oh, well, I have a couple other things, but Christian Antidormi, who plays Tiberius, you can find him on Instagram at Christian underscore Antidormi. He posted this, which is a screenshot from his phone, I guess, and it's Samuel L. Jackson's confirmed Twitter account. And Samuel L. Jackson tweeted, Spartacus is taking up 50 levels tonight. This shit is beyond a most motherfucker of a spectacle. <laughs> yeah, Samuel. You said it just like Samuel would. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could say it the way he does. No, he has like emphasis on everything he says. But that's so awesome. Spar- <laughs> Spartacus infiltrates everybody's yeah. life. You and that, that's a part. You never know who is a Spartacus fan. You know, you'll be in serious shock if we all just like stood up one day. You would be surprised. And lastly, we have. Stephen S. Knight here uh, muralized. It looks like he's an awesome playwright in this photo on his. I'm not sure if this is his. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think this is on his Twitter. And he said, um, he said, best present ever. My wonderful girlfriend, Jamie Slater, commissioned this painting from the amazing Zulu, which is the uh, shop that does his tattoos on his arms. Oh, cool. Because you know, he has those awesome tattoos. Just like, they're like sleeves of like tribal tattoos that go down right. his arms. And he said, uh, the same artist that did my tattoos. Jamie, you are the love of my life. Thanks for the complete awesomeness. And thank you, Zulu, for the fantastic work. Well, that's really cool. Oh, nice. And it's so it's such an awesome uh, piece of art because he, he looks like... Seriously, I, I've been saying this so much, but he looks like the modern day Shakespeare right here. He does. He totally does. It's an amazing mural, amazing picture. You guys should go check it out on his Twitter account. I think it's at Stephen Denight on Twitter. But anyway, that's all the news and gossip I whoop, have. Whoop. So let's move into predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. This is really tough. Ooh, there's a little echo there at the end. Echo, 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 echo. Yes, I love it. Thank you, Steven, for doing that. So is Spartacus dying or not? What's your money on? Okay, this is what my money's on. I'll tell you what. 
All right, I expect Spartacus to have a final meeting with Crassus before their battle. Mm-hmm. I want them to get some face time to be able to exchange words. And I feel that Sparty actually may very well live. But mm. we, you know, we'll we see, obviously, next week's the last episode. <laughs> and I, I want him to live now. Before, I was like, okay, it's doomed. It is called War of the Damned. He's going to die. But you know what? This is a work of fiction. And with the whole thing about Spartacus' body never being found, I feel like there's a lot of play there for Stephen Estenite Knight and his team to get they some stuff They can do in. something with that. Yeah, they can definitely Maybe do something. Maybe they'll make like a prequel to the prequel since <laughs> they can do whatever they want with this show. I feel that he may be wounded in battle, but then again, and then he's going to disappear and he's going to be thought dead, but then he's going to walk off into the sunset maybe with Leita or maybe Ugh. a couple of his other rebel friends. I'm, okay. I Ugh. would, I would, yeah, I, I spit on Leita. Um, I would love it if Corey, now that she is probably going to be in fear of her life every single day now that she's back with uh, Marcus, which we didn't really touch on her being back in his arms yet. Um... And he whispered into her ear, from now on, you shall refer to me as uh, Dominus. Dominus. That was saying to her, you're my slave again, ho. Yeah. Like, there's no love, no respect. I'm hoping that she has an opportunity to take his life. Because she already took out his son. Just take out the dad as well. And then I'm hoping that Spartacus will see how amazing she is. And they seem like they make more sense to me <laughs> than him and Laida. She just doesn't. Laida and Spartacus just don't match to me. I feel like that's just a fling. He's just trying to tap that. She's vulnerable. She lost her husband to Spartacus's hand. No. I feel like Corey and Spartacus, that would be a, a great hookup. You know, I don't agree with you there. I mean, it would be visually nice, but I don't feel like they match very well mentally. Like, they're not on the same level. Eh, they look good together. Laida <laughs> is more like a leader. Because she was like she was like the number two woman in the town. Or yeah. The, probably the number two or number one woman in the town in Sinuesa and Valley. And Spartacus is obviously the leader of the oh. Oh. Huge rebel army. Okay, I changed my prediction. All right, then. Go ahead, Laida, because she still has it probably out for Marcus. She should take if Spartacus doesn't. She should take Marcus's life because he was going to sell her to the pirates. Oh, but wouldn't that be kind of cool? That would be cool, but then I can't even see that happening. Oh, like man. how how would Laida even get close to Marcus Crossus even after Crossus knows that she's been auctioned off in a way or like he exchanged her to the pirates for for being able to get into the town. Mm, that's true. I guess if, if I know the writers, if I know Steven the way I think I do, he's not going to allow um, any more women to take the lives of these important figures. He's going to wind up giving us a full-fledged Marcus Crassus and Spartacus scene. Okay, well. I don't think Spartacus will die. I think they're going to do it just like history. I think you're not going to know whether he lives or dies. That's a really good prediction, Stephen. Thank you very much, Stephen Lemieux, over there in the, <laughs> over there in the booth. The other Stephen, not Stephen tonight, Stephen right. Lemieux. <laughs> the other Stephen. All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us here on AfterBuzz TV podcast for Spartacus this week. Um, uh, I, uh, if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Austin O. And I changed my Instagram, so you can follow me at Sean Austin O also on Instagram. Sean, you are just a mover and a shaker. It's hard to keep up with you. <laughs> Where can we follow uh, you? You can play with my Twitter day and night at Spartacus. Spicy underscore Madi, or you can stroke my Instagram at spicy underscore Madi. Ooh, I like that stroke in the Instagram. Yeah, baby. Anyway, thanks, <laughs> thanks so much, guys, and we'll buzz with you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.